Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is your host, Shanti. Don't forget the Monty. Welcome back to Room 104. Turn this shit up. First things first, I just want to, you know, start off by saying uh, I much a big shout out to everybody who's actually watching the, the episodes and the three or four views viewers that you are. I really appreciate you spending the time and looking at it. This past week has been pretty much one of the most god-awful, busy schedules ever. School has been kind of up my ass recently. So I have class on Mondays and Tuesdays from like 5 to 7. But the workload is just way too much. I don't know what it is about professors. Uh, This is like my second master's program and... They've just been, I just realized that there's not much of a difference between master's programs and bachelor's uh, programs. Schools, the professors will give you a fuck ton of homework and expect you to finish it within the week. We have these, uh, like, this assignment called the SAFMED. It's an acronym for Say It Again for many, uh, whatever, however many times you have to do it. You have to basically write like print out the definition or write the definition, make flashcards. You have to memorize the term and its definition. And then like you have to shuffle the deck. You have to record yourself and post it and submit it. And you have to be like, see how many words you can get correct within under a minute. And sometimes the professor will be like, oh, here's five for the first time. Okay. Five is not that bad. Uh, here's a seven for the next time. I'm like, okay, two more words. <laughs> Fine. The last one, uh, here's 12 words that you need to get correct. I'm like, bro, 12? 12? And these, and these definitions are not like five words long. They're not like a regular sentence. It's like, oh, uh, uh, negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement is the contingency between the, the problem behavior and the, 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 It's a paragraph. And in this paragraph, you have to um, get everything exactly correctly, the exact wording of it, the exact phrasing of it, word for word correct, or else you don't get the point for it. And you have to do it as many times, as many times, until you get it correct. So I've been doing it ever since the start of this program at uh, Pepperdine. And I got to say, it is by far one of the most useless assignments I will ever do in your, you will ever do in your life. There's no free recall. It's not going to get you to remember the word or its definition three, four years down the line. I did the freaking SAF meds. I, I started my program in what? June, no, July of 2022. So I started in July 2022, and it's on quarter system because they don't, they completely don't. They just want me to just, you know what they're doing? They're just up my ass with these coursework assignments. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm, the first semester, I'm like, okay, okay, cool. First semester, fine. Second semester, both classes require it. Okay, fine. Now I'm on the third quarter, which is pretty much the third semester because every quarter is on 11-week schedule instead of like four months for a semester, like five months a semester. So you have more quarters during the year. I have to do it again this year, this quarter. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. It's so annoying. It's one of the most frustrating assignments because 
I can guarantee you the the terms that I was learning in in uh, quarter one when I first started in quarter two the two sets of staff meds that I had to complete in, in during quarter two and then now I'm in quarter three with another staff med assignment I promise you I don't remember a single fucking term like what the fuck I don't remember a single term not a single word I remember not a single word I remember the the, the term, I look at it and I go, I know the concept of it. I know what negative reinforcement is. Ask me to define it. I will define it in my own way. Not the textbook way, because each textbook has a different fucking definition. What do you want me to do with this? Anyway, so this week I had a preference assessment assignment, which is basically, it's not even an assignment, it's a project. Projects are supposed to be fun, creative. Ah. If I haven't mentioned it before, I work, my major, my master's program right now is a master's in uh, behavior analysis. And a majority of ABA programs are basically designed for professionals to work with kids with autism. That's the number one, that's where the traffic is for most behavior analysts anyway. But there are a bunch of other like special interest groups like little subcategories that you can be a part of or subdivisions that you can go ahead and... Sorry, I'm just frustrated. That um, you can go ahead and do or be a part of those kind of career paths that you can take. So I was like, okay, let me look at this project. This project, you have to do a... Reinforcer preference, a reinforcer assessment, and a preference assessment. See what happens is, if you want to teach a child or teach anybody a new skill, you have to first things first understand what's going to motivate them. What are certain environmental stimuli, like objects, events, um, Stuff like that. Like anything that can potentially affect or motivate a child or... Excuse me, I almost threw up thinking about the the freaking staff meds again. If you could control whatever environmental, whatever tangible thing that you have that you can use to motivate someone to teach them a skill or to behave a way, that's what you... That you need to have a reinforcer test. Re- no, sorry. You need to have a preference assessment test uh, to identify like, okay, this kid or this person, this client likes this many activities, this many objects, this many smells, this many tastes, you know? And then you identify them and then you have to basically iron them down to the top eight. I texted my buddy Alec to help me. He goes, yeah, I'm down to help. Because I texted him. I'm like, can I come to like are you on campus? I'm going to come, you know, can you help me out with this project? He's like, yeah, I'll be on campus. Uh, I'll help you out. I'm like, okay, cool. When I get there, this fool is playing cards, and then he sends another person to come help me with my project. This brother named Sarkis, okay? Sarkis, yes, could. I almost said it. I'm, I'm, I'm furious, I am, inf- I'm furious. This is what Sako did. I had to conduct the RAISD LMNOP uh, assessment interview, right? 
I had to conduct that interview. This is one of the questions I asked them. I said, what are some thing foods that you enjoy? I shit you not. I promise you this was a real answer. I promise you this man's answers. If they, by, Based off of what he said, just like what I'm about to tell you, what he told me, you can just, you don't even know. Just picture what the rest of his answers were for the rest of his questions that I asked him during this interview. Okay? This is what he said to me. I'm like, the question was, what do you like to eat? What are some snacks, entrees, drinks, stuff that you like to consume? What are certain things that you like to eat? This man took a second and he just, uh, like food? I'm like, no, feet, bro, fucking yes, food. What do you like to eat? What? Do you like to eat ass? Because I can't provide that for you. So you got to fucking tell me what you like to eat, drink, something, something. Keep in mind, he's a 24-year-old college student. I shit you not, this man goes, um, Wagyu beef. Bro, I I still, to this, I don't even think he knows the context. Let me get this straight. And I I asked him this right after. And I just, I'm like, you know what? Fine. Maybe that's one of his, you know what? I said, you know what? Fine. Wagyu beef. Fine. This guy goes, I also like oysters. (laughs) I'm like, bro. Sako John, if we're in a laboratory setting and I am conducting an a professional, definitely empirical interview where I am collecting data on you, information that I will use to conduct an empirical study, a research study, the first fucking food you're going to say, Wagyu beef. So let me get this straight. If I'm teaching you a skill, or if I'm asking you to do something, and you give me a correct response on whatever test we're doing, whatever behavioral, uh, whatever experiment I have implemented, You're saying that if you get an answer correct, I have to feed you a $200 steak. It gets worse. One of the questions I also asked him were activities, right? This man goes, anything that gives me an adrenaline rush. So sex? What do you mean, adrenaline rush? You want me to call a f- escort to bring your adrenaline up? Do you want me to throw you into a bank and make you do a heist? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Adre- There's so many things that could bring 
your adrenaline up. So I narrowed it down politely, professionally. Just because I'm sitting here with my hands, with my knees and my gooch on camera and I speak relatively improper, it doesn't mean that I can't be professional. So I redirect, I redirect the probe. Here's what he gave me. This is what he gave me. And I am trying to make something out of it. See how this mic stand without it just looks like nothing. It just looks like, like shit. It just looks like, I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything. It'll be up for interpretation. But my job, when I put the mic on, let's say that mic is the, like, me giving probe questions. Now everything looks complete. Now it actually looks like, oh, this is a mic stand. And not like a, a contraption that the, that the OBGYN uses. <laughs> so I gave him a probe question. And I said, you know what? Maybe we should, like, redirect. Let's redirect. Let's kind of... What do you mean? Okay, what are some activities that you actually like doing? So, like, name an example. Give me an example of what you mean when you say adrenaline rush. This guy said skydiving. Skydiving? Okay. So, I legit looked at him and I said, okay, I'm going to open a window every time you get the answer correct and I will throw you out this window. Every time you get it correct. So that you get the sensation of falling, of skydiving. Do you, his response, following what I said. You can get one of those portable contraptions that simulates skydiving. I'm like, Sako! Sako, I'm not getting an engine and putting it in the room and strapping you to like some kind of contraption so that you can float for 10 minutes because you got 2 plus 2 correct. Give me a valuable, a feasible answer for the activity of skydiving that can simulate skydiving. Something, something. You could have said bouncing a ball. You could have said... Um, uh, mm, maybe, huh, playing with a toy car. You chose skydiving. How am I supposed to work with that information? Again, I'm acting like a professional. Back to professionalism. <sighs> Deep breath in. Deep breath out. This man... Doesn't he doubled down by saying get a full blown machine that's going to simulate skydiving? No, he he doubles down again. He's broke. He has no money left. He's like, no, I'm gonna take out a fifty thousand dollar loan tank. Shut up. That's my like. He just he just kept going. He just kept going. I'm like, Sako, it's not gonna work. He goes, just get me skydiving equipment. I'm like. So cool. I'm not going to get you goggles for answering what color the car is correctly. I'm like, Sako John, be real, be real. I said, it got to a point where I'm like, Sako, do you want me to just get like a fan and blow it into your face? Because I could do that. He goes, yeah, that sounds good. I'm like, okay. I'm like, do you like the feeling of a, of like an industrial fan hitting your face? He's like, yeah, I like that. Up there. I'm like, okay, cool. And I start writing it down. I wrote, 
I started writing it down immediately. I wrote that shit down, and then I gave him the preference assessments. Bro, the whole point of a reinforcer assessment is to check to see which one of his activities, right, was the highest favored. Highest favored. You're supposed to get a 70%. A 70% or higher on one, on one of the preference assessments. Or, um, excuse me, is it a preference assessment or a reinforcer assessment? I think it's, no, preference assessment test. So the percentages for his top eight, his top five, sorry, were all 40%. 40 fucking percent. 40%. His top five activities, let me explain something to you. His top five activities, not one of them went over 70%. So right off the bat, my data's fucked. That's what he likes. I can't be like, that's not what he likes. They're all the same. Anyway, so I ended up doing the math. I did everything. Somehow the, the data showed that when it just worked out. It ended up working out. And now... I'm like trying to balance and incorporate like my physical fitness too. So I've been exhausted. I've been trying like I go to karate on Mondays and Wednesdays from right after class. Like Monday night right after class I go straight to karate. And I'm testing for my third degree. And I have I think I just did my first my second or my third. My second or my third uh, qualification exam I did that. Now I'm on my next qualification test that I was, that is coming up in March. So I'm training to, for that on Mondays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, I'm trying to go to the gym, but I've been going to the gym only once a week because I'm physically exhausted. And on Friday mornings, I go to Muay Thai now. My body's in shambles. When I went to the place, to the Muay Thai place, I completely forgot that because it's Muay Thai and almost anyone can join there is no like screening. There's no like preliminary screening to be like, oh, um, do you think this is for you? Is this like, you know what I mean? Like when you walk into a gym and you haven't worked out before, there's a trainer who's going to guide you. Not this place. This place is just like first time you go in, they're like, OK, come on in. And they just get you straight into the workout. Everyone does the same workout. My biggest fucking pet peeve. People who don't practice martial arts or don't fight or are beginners have no right to sit there and talk about fighting. None. This is why I don't, when people are watching, like, let's say like an average Joe is watching a UFC fight and goes, why didn't you just fucking just cover up, just cover up. You know what he could have done when the punch... Comes in, he could have ducked below. When he ducks below, he could look up and then do a palm strike in his asshole. And then everything explodes. And then he just comes out looking like a winner. That's not what it looks like. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I've been doing martial arts since I was eight years old. Seven. I am 24 years old right now. There were multiple breaks that I had in between. I had an injury. I think it was during my high school. Year, and I had another injury when I was in college. When I was in college, my undergrad, I got punched uh, in like my corner. He 
the, my sparring partner came in and she did like a nice body hook and my elbow was out and she pushed my elbow into my um, hip, my hip or like my kidney. And then my dad, right? Classic. Nothing happened at that point, right? During the sparring session, nothing happened. Three days later, I couldn't get up. So I'm like this, going to school. Like, I swear to you. When I told my dad I had to go to the hospital, this guy goes, Marcellus, you got a cold. You've been out all night. That's why. When I keep telling you to put a jacket, hockey chest, listen. I'm like, Bob John, I can't stand straight. He went with me to the hospital. And when they said the words, bruised kidney, and my kidney had swollen up twice its size, my dad stayed silent and didn't say shit. I'm just looking at him from the hospital bed, just like, Marcelem Che, go ahead, say it. People, I've had a, I have a martial arts background, so I can talk about it. My feet is riddled with people who do martial arts. These people, they call it bullshitsu or like whatever, they, like people, fake martial arts. I get these videos that are sent to me by people that I train with. And it's usually by like McDojo. McDojo is usually the one who's notorious. Let's go ahead and actually watch one of these. These are legit instructors who think that they know shit about fighting. And they will show like self-defense videos and all kinds of uh, buffoonery on camera. And it is by far, just listen to it and you'll know what I'm talking about. This one, the guy calls it the Plimsoll Punch. I don't even know what the fuck a plimsoll is. Is it a is it a is it a fruit? What the fuck? It's a shoe? He called it a shoe punch. A plimsoll punch. Listen to this. I'm breaking the bones at the top here. There, bang, there. From here, round elbow. Bro, this guy said, if a guy's coming in for a punch, duck down. If a full-blown arm, <laughs> a full-blown cannonball is coming at you, this is the arm, coming at you, just go down. The reason why it's called a plimsoll punch is because all you do is grab your fist, and punch the top of someone's foot. And in his words, break the bones on his foot. Who are you? Who are Matt? Look at his hair. He has a ponytail, a side part. So he has a ponytail here, a side part here, and a mid part this way. What kind of... Co- His head looks like a cartographer's map. What is that? See, he uses... You've got to use that muscle. Use this muscle. Right? What muscle, you fucktard? Right. As he comes in. So his full-blown arm comes in. He does an arm check. He bends down like he's about to tie your attacker's shoe. Punches his foot one time. Breaks every bone. I just punched his foot. His entire his his entire leg is here. His entire his full thigh. Lean into it. Grab his leg. Lean with it. Rock with it. Lean with it. Elbow his dick. Bah. Back knuckle. 
to his face. Self-taught martial artists need to go to jail for at least two and a half years. What the fuck are you doing? This is, this is, oh my God. When I saw this video, I almost cried. This is an actual MMA fighter versus a self-taught kung fu, whatever the fuck he is. Ready? So this guy in the, you can already tell. <laughs> you can already fucking tell. Bro, th- look at, look at, look at this dude right here, right? This guy is bald, built up, like he looks like Chuck Liddell, right? Chuck Liddell is coming towards him. Look at him. He's got, look, he's already squared up. And then this 45-year-old Zumba class father forgets his own daughter's name. Look at how he gets his shit rocked. Okay, okay one kick. Boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I get bitch slapped in a, in a sparring match, I will legit go into my bag and pull out. A full-blown PVC pipe. And I'm going straight for your knees. First things first, no. I think the MMA instructors, whoever's on the mat that's not him who got his ass beat, they need to go to jail for three days. That is that is fucking sad. No one did a screening test on him to see if he can actually fight. This is what I'm talking about. Like, gyms need to be more careful. There's one last video that I want to show. So there's this guy, for audio listeners, he's... Trying to teach how to avoid being held at gunpoint. For the guy to shoot, I don't do anything first. I try to intimidate. When I hear I don't do anything first. (laughs) I don't do anything first. I try to intimidate. Why do you look like the, the, the guy from Ratatouille? Like the chef that goes, I kill the man. With this thumb. <laughs> Look at him, bro. He looks exactly like him. He has like the whole chef's outfit going on. Okay. When he hears the gunshot, I go to the side. I'm going to do that to everybody from now on. When I just see him in public, I'm just going to be like, I move to the side. I'm trying to intimidate you. Let's say someone's pointing a gun to my head. Someone's pointing a gun to my head. Like, he, uh, let's say I'm standing, he's standing. So it's right here, right? Put the gun to my head. Right here. My <laughs> I am waiting for him to shoot. So that, so that I can intimidate him. So, <laughs> so I stare at the gun. <laughs> so I stare at the gun. Into the bullet. So I could intimidate the bullet for it not to come out and kill me. And then I... <laughs> hold on. And then I... Step to the side. <laughs> Hear the gunshot. I move. Quick movement. Rotate. Now I can do strike. <laughs> I have... Hold on. Ow! Hold on. After I hear the gunshot. And I intimidate him. <laughs> After I hear the gunshot. And I intimidate him. I move to the side. And then I push. <laughs> and then I push. And then I can do my fury strikes. What the fuck is this? What is that? 
I am not doing that in a fight. Bro, that's... I'm getting my shit pushed in. Could you imagine just in the middle of a fight, just coming like I'm trying to measure a TV without a, without a, um, without a ruler or a measurement tape? You know how <laughs> I come in like rectangle, rectangle, rectangle. And I'm going in and all of a sudden I move to the left. <laughs> I move to the left. And then from here, I do my strikes. This is what I'm seeing on my TikTok feed. I've also been seeing recently, I've also been seeing a lot of like people fucking with ghosts. Bro, I don't understand paranormal TV shows. I don't get it. Why the fuck are there 19 camera crews in an abandoned silo and one white guy in a hat going, Hello? If you can hear me. Jebediah, who drowned his kids in 1874 because he was bored, like, respond, move this tray. And then all of a sudden, you hear like, oh, and the tray moves, and he's like, ah, and he's just fucking, sc- I don't understand those types of episodes. But all I'm saying is, could imagine an Arabic ghost. Imagine an Arabic ghost, bro. That would be the most hilarious thing in the world, bro. Could you imagine? Okay. Imagine this. Let, not even, let's not even a video. Not even, not even a show. Imagine you're asleep. Here, like I just got home from work. I'm living alone. Put my... I just like worked out and I'm, you know, I just put my glasses down and I'm about to go to bed. Let's, put my, let's pretend like we're going to bed. Just, I watch TikToks for like 20 minutes. I close my eyes. <sighs> And you hear like a subtle noise. It wakes you up. Okay. Going back to sleep. Then you hear another noise. It sounds like a whisper. Allahu Akbar. And you wake up. <gasps> Hello? There's no one there. Hello? I'll call the cops. Go back to sleep. But you're more paranoid now, so you put your head back on the pillow. Start breathing heavily. You hear. Wake up, you need to go to work, Habibi. Habibi, we need to go to work. I have one, I have to say one thing, inshallah. You need to wake up right now, wake up right now. Astaghfirullah Allah. Ashhadu wa la Allah. I have one message to say to Shaitan. Jibnet Airi. Gluchara Shaitan. Gluchara. Gluchara Shaitan. Gluchara Shaitan. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that's how? Hold on. Could you imagine 
that's how you get haunted by an Arab ghost. You just wake up to Derbeke. That'd be fucking hilarious. All right, let me go put my robe back on. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. This has been episode 10 of Room 104 Podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow on YouTube at Room 104 or subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, all of all of our socials. Uh, we went through the first 10. Let's see if we can get through another 10. All right? Thank you guys so much. We out. Bow. Bow.